When you preach, almost as important as the words that you're saying are what people are seeing when you say those words. And last episode, we talked about what they're seeing on the screens, what they're seeing on the TV beside you, if you have that. Today, we're gonna talk about what you put in their hands in a handout, whether it's paper or on an app, like the Bible app. What are the notes that you put in people's hands? How extensive should they be? And what are some kind of guidelines that we can work with to get the most mileage out of our handouts? We're talking about that today on episode 40 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. Welcome. I am your humble host, Lane Sebring. It's so awesome to have you joining us today. If you're listening on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcast or iTunes or any of those places, so awesome to have you joining us. Please leave a review. Let people know about the show. If you're watching here on YouTube, it's awesome to have you. Be sure to subscribe, give this video a like, and let me know in the comments how this checklist is helping you out. And by the way, this is part of a 10-step sermon prep checklist that we've been talking about. This is actually part eight of the checklist. Last week was number seven. So if you want that checklist, uh, a nice, beautiful PDF that you can print out, have next to you when you prepare your sermons, you can find that at preachingdonkey.com slash checklist, and I'll give it to you for free. Preachingdonkey.com slash checklist. You can download it and have it there for you. But just to recap, we started with number one, which was determining our topic title and hook. We talked about number two, we dug into scripture, and if you missed any of these episodes, definitely go back and listen to them because they all build on each other. It's all kind of, we're building the, the frame of the house and the foundation of the house, and then we start to put the, the stuff on it to make it a full-blown house, right? Or the full-blown sermon. So number one, topic title hook. Number two, dig into scripture. Number three, we looked at outlining the sermon. And then step four, we built out the content. Step five, we talked to, to our preaching team about it. And I got a lot of, of great feedback on that. People saying they hadn't considered a preaching team before, but now they're thinking about how to put one together or at least an informal team of people to get feedback on their messages. Number six, rehearse the sermon. I also got some great feedback on this from kind of preaching veterans who hadn't really considered rehearsing the sermon in many, many years, but would rehearse the whole sermon or part of the sermon after that episode and found some great results. So that was kind of cool to hear. Number seven, step seven, this was our last episode, we design slides and other media, kind of gave the parameters for that. And today, I wanna to talk about developing the handout. So this is step eight. By this point, you've done all of the steps to this point, and now it's just to the point where you are going to decide what is in people's hands when you preach. Now, I wanna mention, you may not actually design the handout. In fact, it would probably be best if you don't, unless you're kind of a graphic designer, but you might as well hand this off to someone, but you probably still determine what goes on the handout. And there's a little bit of a, uh, there's kind of a few different approaches you can take. One approach is a fill in the blanks approach. We'll talk about that. Another approach is just kind of space for notes approach where there's just kind of a blank page. And the other one is neither space for notes nor fill in the blanks. It's just where you have the thoughts or points or bottom line and maybe some scripture references printed out on the handout. And by the way, I'm gonna to refer to a paper handout a lot. You may not be doing paper anymore. You may put all this on the app, but it's still the same thing. Essentially, you are providing something for people to look at in their hands and you gotta determine what goes on that. So let's talk about those three 
ways of doing it and the pros and cons of each one. I wanna come out right away and tell you my favorite one is fill in the blanks, but I'll get to why in just a second. So let's talk about space for notes. Space for notes is just where there's a blank page or almost entirely blank page. Maybe at the top you have the title of the sermon, maybe you have the scripture reference, maybe you have like a verse or two, but then the rest of it is just a blank page or maybe lines on a page where people can take notes. I don't think the average person really makes good use out of that. I think it's a little bit of a wasted space. For the people who want to just sit there and take notes, they're probably gonna have their own notebook, they're probably gonna be doing it on their phone in their notes app or in the Bible app or something like that. So you're really not serving those people that well with just space for notes. And then the people who aren't really kind of active take note takers, they don't really have what they need to go the extra mile and take notes and really process what you're saying. So that's why my least favorite is space for notes. Now, in terms of the, the next level, where it's kind of a hybrid of these two, where you're, it's not fill in the blanks and it's not space for notes, you just list out all of the points that you're making. I don't love this. It is better than space for notes, but the problem is, is it removes any sense of anticipation or tension or curiosity that fill in the blanks can create. And we'll get to fill in the blanks in a second, but if you just put the notes on the page, then it just becomes kind of a duplicate of what you're saying, and people can fill it in if they want, but there's no intrigue, and there's no kind of, they're taking an active part in writing those words in. And by the way, I've done all three of these methods. I've done space for notes, typically when I was just lazy, <laughs> you know, that week and didn't wanna bother with another thing, or I got last minute. Um, especially in my youth pastor days, that was very common. I've done where I just put the notes on there and I list them out. I went through a phase where I was anti-fill in the blank. I thought, oh, that's stupid, I'm not gonna do that. And I've come full circle all the way back to fill in the blank because when you just put everything on there, I think it takes away the effectiveness of the note-taking process. Now let's talk about fill in the blanks. The reason why I like fill in the blanks, and I've kind of already said this, is because fill in the blanks keeps the keeps the person who's looking at the notes an active participant in the formulation of this content. They're listening to you make points. They're listening to you make your bottom line, give the supporting points, give thoughts and ideas, and as you build out this sermon right in front of them, they're able to build out their notes. And when they write down key words that you left blank, it helps to solidify their active participation in that sermon. I think that's really powerful. So you want to leave words blank that actually matter, and you don't wanna have a thousand blanks. I think for any line, like for any point you're making, one or two blanks is plenty, that's fine. You don't wanna have blank, blank, and blank, 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 right? Where all they're doing is trying to figure out the sentence that you want them to write down. You don't have to do that. And by the way, I know that most people probably in most cases can guess the blanks. That's fine, it's okay if they guess the blanks. That's not the point. The point is they are actively participating in the process and for the people who wanna take more notes, they can, and it's, it's great. Now let's talk about what scripture do you put on the handout. 
Typically what I do and what I suggest is my main text is not on the handout. And that's simply because of a matter of space. There's usually not room. I'm going through four, five, six verses. Those are gonna be displayed on the screen. And I want to encourage people to turn to that verse on their phone or in their Bible. I don't want to just print it. Now there's nothing wrong with printing it, totally fine. Again, I've done all of these. I've, I've printed it, I've not printed it, I've done it all. But for the main passage, I've just chosen to just reference it at the top so they can easily see that's where we are. And then I've got the fill in the blanks and then supporting verses. Some of those will end up on the handout. Some of those will not. And just they'll just show up on the screen and I'll reference them. Some of them I'm going to have them turn to. Some of them I'm not. So again, there's many different ways that you can do this. It's really up to you. But as a checklist item, you have to think about what do people have on their handout? What, what do you put in their hands as a part of the message? Now let's talk about kind of when you can work the handout into more of an illustration type thing. Because there might be some days where people get so used to the little handout that's always in their hand that it becomes just kind of part of the stuff that's in their hands that ends up on the floor, ends up on the seat. So some days you might consider like a card where instead of a handout, you hand them a card that has something on it that's gonna be related to your message. Or sometimes at my church, what we do is we'll actually have those cards in the seat pocket in front of them out of their view. And at one point during the sermon, whoever's preaching will be like, in the seat in front of you, there's a card, pull it out. And there'll be some action for them to take, something for them to write down that's on that card. And it helps for, again, participation, feeling like they have a stake in it. They're part of this message. They're part of this process. It's not just somebody on a stage kind of get, you know, dispensing wisdom from on high. They have a, a stake in it. And that's very, very good. So at this point in your checklist, you've done all of the work to now and you in your sermon process might have thought of, wow, this would be a really cool, tangible way to think about this. This would be a really cool thing for them to have. This is when you map all that out, hands it off to the people that can really do it well and make sure that it's an intentional process. At the end of the day, whether you leave space for notes, you do fill in the blanks, or you have some kind of middle ground where you've got all of the words in there, you just wanna make sure that you're intentional about any decision you make. That's really the key, and it's the point of the checklist. Again, you can grab the checklist at preachingdonkey.com slash checklist. I can't wait to see you next week for episode 41. Until then, remember if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Oh,